Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You are Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Booley, and with me is Tony Abbott. We are both from 10krinks.com. We also have, uh, from Bar Down Beauties, both uh, uh, as our special guest, we have Jesse Pierce from NHL.com and Touchpoint Media, and uh, waitress extraordinaire and hobby <laughs> podcaster, Alexis Pearson. How you doing? I have a question about Bill Guerin for Jesse. You know, you're, you're whispering rebuild and, and, and you're uh, talking about Bill Guerin and that he knows that this team isn't there yet. He knows this team isn't there yet. Does he know or do you get the sense that he knows that it's going to take some pain? Because at the trade deadline, it, it really felt like he had, you know, one foot in the door, one foot out the door in the rebuilding uh, front. And, you know, maybe maybe he just didn't find offers that he liked. I can understand not finding offers that you like. Um, and, and, and that could have been very well why we didn't see maybe a, a stronger direction towards rebuilding. Of course, there's also the fact that the Parise trade fell through, um, which would have probably... Uh, given more of a clear direction there but you know they just made the playoffs you can you can talk about how they were like the 11th worst team in the in in the league uh when they did so but like that's still making the playoffs and and i think that that is kind of an expectation that uh that craig leopold always has for this team is like this team needs to make the playoffs and I, i think one of my hopes was that uh, Garen would be able to come in and, and use like his gravitas as as you know a player with a ton of experience, uh, you know, uh, experience in a in a in a front office of a team that's won cups, and be able to kind of manage upward at that. But I mean, I he's also a competitive guy, and and he knows, or or he certainly wants to see this team make the playoffs. I'm sure, like uh, losing sucks. Nobody likes losing. So like, where do you get the sense? Uh, that uh, that Bill is on board for like, okay, maybe it takes a year of pain, maybe it takes two, but it's got to be a little bit of pain. Right, you know, and I think he's okay with that. I think a lot, you know, not to say he was tiptoeing around things, but it was his first year, right? He was really feeling things out. He was very adamant on letting people know that he wasn't going to make changes just to make changes, right? I think he's always listening to different possibilities, different movements. Um, and he wanted to give all the players a fair look too, really, and and really dive in and assess what each guy is. Um, you know, and I, I get the sense that he's he'd be okay with a, a little bit of a down year, you know, or a couple down years. Cause again, it, it's not something that just happens. Right. I mean, it's not Kaprizov. Hopefully he comes in and is everything that we've dreamed of, but that's not a guarantee either. Right. There's no guarantees in, in any of this. So mm-hmm. um, I think he, I think Bill definitely is okay. And, and you mentioned Leopold and everybody in the state of hockey for crying out loud wants to make the playoffs, but do you want to make the playoffs or do you want to win the Stanley cup? You know, I, you know, I think people forget that. Like it's not, Oh, let's just make the playoffs. Well, no, let's go win the Stanley Cup. I would rather that than get bounced in the first round. You know, it's it's you gotta. It's gonna take some pain. It's gonna take some hurt in order to get over this hump. And and I think Bill is a guy that 
is ready to do that. And again, he has such great relationships with so many teams and so many members around the league, and he's so respected. And he's a guy that knows how to win. He's won, right? So um, I think uh, we'll see. <laughs> Kobe Hudson. But what yeah, does so I think, think we'll about Bill Guerin? <laughs> say hi, Joe. Hi. Hi, Joe. Hi. <laughs> it's hijacking this. Hijacks them all. Um, yeah, I just, I want to echo what Jesse said there too. And I've said this a million times and I will keep saying it. I have so much faith and trust in Bill Guerin to do the right thing, whatever that thing may be. And Tony, as you said, you know, maybe going through a year or a couple of years of, of, of some growing pains. I just, I trust Bill to make the right moves, to make the right decision because he's won. He knows how to win. And like everyone else in the league, he wants to win. So I think that, you know, he's not afraid to do the right thing. I don't think he's afraid to shuffle things around. I don't think he's afraid afraid to to maybe test the waters a little bit with some of the things that other GMs for the wild have been on the fence about. Um, and I just, I'm really, there's been so many times where I've had so much fear associated with the GMs of the Minnesota wild. I don't feel that fear anymore. I have just had a lot of faith in Bill Guerin um, to do the right thing. And so more than anything, I'm excited um, to see what he does, even if that means that there will be growing pains associated with whatever decisions he makes here. And he knows what is missing from this team. Yeah. Again, everybody mm-hmm. has heard the con- I mean, he's assessed. He knows what they need to do to change. And and I mean, you even go back to the Zach Parisi almost trade. That's balls to try to even move that, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. that was that's it it would have not been great for the wild in the long run, but it, I mean, for him to have even made that effort shows how truly invested he is in making this team and this organization a really true contender. I mean, he even in response to Ryan Suter's comment, he said, you know, I don't disagree with Ryan. I think we're a good team, but he wants to make it great. Right. So it's, you know, I think he, he definitely knows there are some pieces here and it it is, and it's not a whole get rid of everybody start fresh. I I think there are still pieces here that he has that, that are obviously workable, but it's, it'll take a bit and it's gonna, it's again, going to be a a very different looking roster, I think next year. So you mentioned that you think that Garen recognized that there are some good pieces here. Um, And obviously he's not doing the reflexive, Minnesota wild fan thing that happens after every postseason when the wild are eliminated. And that's, well, we got to tear everybody down. Nobody is good. Get rid of everybody in your mind. Who do you feel is worthy enough to like really build around for this group? Obviously there's Kevin Fiala and then there's, um, and there's a Kirill Kaprizov who literally just showed up. So you're going to try to build around like two days ago. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I'm just curious, like, is there, is, is almost everybody else kind of, uh, in play here? Or do you say, no, I really do like maybe a couple of, a couple of these other players here that, um, that I think even with, uh, in the right role and with the right players around them could still be real functional and, and, and become really good to even solid players in this league. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Jules Eriksson is the guy that they've been wanting to really put their stamp on. And I mean, as everybody knows, he was selected before Brock Besser. And I mean, it's, they kind of are, they, they've invested so much time into him. I would say he's another piece that's probably there and he he's coming into his own. I yeah. mean, I love the confidence that he's finding. Um, he's not going to be a huge goal scorer, right? Which I think is fine, but I mean, he's a strong mm-hmm. centerman. Obviously they need to get stronger up the middle. Everybody knows that. Um, but truly between him and then Fiala, as far as the forwards go, I would say those three are the ones that you really, you lock down and, and, 
hang on to um, on the defensive end, Jared Spurgeon, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and Jonas Berdine and Dumba. Um, I think you're pretty invested there. Um, Brad Hunt is okay. I was disappointed in his special team work. I mean, he's the, he's the power play specialist and he wasn't super great. Carson Soucy was kind of meh. Um, but then obviously you have Brian Suter too. So I would say just those guys and everybody else is kind of expendable. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I agree with with most of what Jesse said, and I think when you talk about building around certain players, a lot of people associate that with the young guys. Um, but I don't necessarily think that building around a player has to be the young guys on the team. I do think there is some veterans on this team who deserve to be there and who are some superstars for the Wild, like a guy like Jared Spurgeon. I don't ever want to see Jared Spurgeon play for another team because I don't ever want to have to play against him. Here, so here. <laughs> he's the kind of guy who I look at that and I'm like, I want pieces to fit with Jared Spurgeon. I want pieces to fit with with guys like Jonas Brodine and Matt Dumba. Um, Eva, we talked about Luke Cunning. You know, I want guys who can play with him who are going to make him better and he's going to make other guys better. So I do think there is obviously the, the easy grabs, the, the low-hanging fruit is Kevin Fiala and uh, Kaprizov, but I just, I think that there's a lot of other pieces the Wild have, which this is where I was saying that I agree with some of what Ryan Suter said, that the Wild do have a lot of really good pieces on this team. I just think it's a matter of getting supplemental pieces that are going to then provide some kind of um, success and talent for this team um, as a whole. And um, yeah, and Jules Eriksson-Eck, I think, has has grown into a kind of player who um, if plays a role for the Wild that's, that's very necessary. Um, and we've seen the way he gets under opponent's skin. And it's like, mm-hmm. I want guys like that. I mean... I'm all for the feisty players. I love players who who can perform but also annoy their opponent. And Jules Eriksson is one of those guys. Um, so I agree with Jesse there. I think you, you find a way to, to fit him into the lineup still. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of pieces here that the Wild can really work around. Um, I think it's just a matter of seeing, you know, what's available when the season is over and, and kind of seeing what the draft looks like and what how strong the draft class is and uh, maybe drafting some young guys who can fit into this team uh, with, with some of the younger guys in the near future. Hey, it's Tony from 10K Rinks. We will get to more Wild Talk in just a minute, but I need to tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even deliciouser than the original flavors, which I didn't think was possible because I had the original flavors and any time that I was getting hungry in the morning and I was thinking about reaching, you know, for a snack or maybe ordering some uh, some food that's not great for me, I would just be like, ah, but I got these delicious Built Bars. So would grab one of those, have one of those, be satisfied until, uh, until like I had time to prepare myself a much better meal than whatever junk that I was going to get, uh, get. Uh, but not only do we have original flavors like German chocolate, banana bread, toffee almond, all sound great, right? Listen to these six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia? <laughs> I just got that. Uh, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Uh, we have nut flavors. We've got non-nut flavors for people who don't like nuts or for people who are allergic to nuts. Uh, anyway, these bars, they're delicious. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft to chew, easy to chew. They are healthy for you. And if you get Built Bar right now, you can use our promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. And for the next week or so, you'll get a free cooler with purchase. Whoa, that's amazing. So go to BuiltBar.com and get uh, yourself some Built Bar, some delicious protein bars at BuiltBar.com. 
so one thing I'm thinking about with the uh, you know with some of the players who uh, could be on the move this offseason, um, Miko Koivu might retire. They might revisit the uh, Zach Parise trade that uh, was uh, attempted to be executed at the deadline that would have sent uh, Parise to the New York Islanders. Um, sometimes, like you know, a coaching change happens, and maybe this happened to Bruce this year. Uh, not necessarily so much because you know they're doing a bad job. But, you know, maybe you need to change that voice a little bit. And I'm wondering, like, maybe is it is it something to think about with, like, I guess the makeup and the personality of, of the locker room? We, uh, we, I, I think we uh, kind of see the example of it kind of set in the uh, the polo shirt fiasco. Um, <laughs> the, not the really drama. fiasco, but like, you, you know, like the, the, the yeah. whole blue made about the uh, polo, the matching polo shirt that the captains and stuff uh, had everyone wear. Uh, it's a very buttoned down, a very veteran locker room. And, you know, th- this uh, this is a team that is getting younger and younger and, and will be younger next year with Kaprizov and all the prospects coming up in the next few years. Um, is that maybe a motivation for this offseason for Bill Guerin just to just to try to uh, uh, get get the uh, locker room, you know, maybe a little bit younger, maybe maybe just uh, change up the personality a little bit? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've kind of said this and it's not to necessarily dog the wild, but I with my job at NHL.com, I get to visit the opposing locker room just as frequently as the wilds and to see how different and cohesive some other teams are compared to the wild. It is, it's kind of, I mean, that shows in on ice success too. Right. And not to say that these guys don't like each other, but you have on one hand, on one side of the room, you've got dads who are over 30 and have kids. And then you've got, you know, 24 year olds who are single and live in the bachelor life in, mm-hmm. in St. Paul. Right. So, I mean, you have just Same. the makeup in general is so, yeah, that's me and Alexis. Right. Basically. <laughs> um, so I do, I think there's, you know, a little bit of change in the guard. And I think that's why whether some of these guys are still here or not, I would love to see the captaincy change. Um, I've been very kind of vocal about that. And again, it's not to take anything away from Zach Parisi or Miko Koivu or Ryan Suter. Um, It's just, it is, you need a new voice. You need somebody to just liven things up a little bit. And I think Marcus Foligno is, is a great person to have that. I would love to see a letter on him. Um, you know, he's got a presence and he commands a room and he's a, he's one of our favorites to talk to as far as media goes, because he'll give you a straightforward answer. You know, he's not going to curtail around it in a matching polo, right? Like he'll put on a track suit and, and have fun. Cause I do, we'll I think it's, it. yeah. Like, I mean, I think in general, I would love to have this team become just a little bit more relaxed and have fun playing this game. I think there's so much, there's something to be said when you're having fun playing because then the winning's going to start coming too. Right. And obviously winning is more fun, but I mean, I think in general, yeah, a new voice, a new, a just a new anything really. And Dean Evson is a part of that. And that's, you know, another reason I love Bob Mason, but that's another reason I think that it was time for him to go too. just kind of a new, a new guy in there. He survived six different coaches in mm-hmm. his career. I mean, he's, he's, and he's an amazing, amazing guy, but I mean, I think that type of stuff is, is the right mood, uh, right move. And so if you can do it on the coaching side, again, I, you got to do something on the player side too. 
Yeah, I I agree that um, you know nothing against who Miko Koibu is as a person or a player or Zach Parisi or Ryan Suter, all very talented hockey players, great leaders um, on and off the ice. Um, but I do agree that sometimes you need to have that shift. And just because you say, hey, we're going to move the C from this person to this person doesn't mean the person you're taking it from is not deserving of having it or didn't deserve to have it for the amount of time that they did. Um, and... I mean, Miko has been the captain for so long. I mean, it's it's pretty rare to see a guy be that the captain for that long. And he's, you know, I just think that there are great options in the locker room. And Marcus Foligno, one of them, not even just saying that because I'm the president of the Marcus Foligno fan club. I truly believe <laughs> it in my heart that he would make a great captain. Um, guy like Jared Spurgeon, um, even a guy like Brad Hunt. I mean, give him an A. I mean, seriously, there's guys that have such great energy. Um, and as, as Jesse and I both know, being in the locker room and seeing these guys, you know, in the hallways and in the locker room before the game and after the game, you get to see their personalities more than just what you see when you watch them on TV or on the ice. Um, and there is guys in that locker room who really just have vibrant personalities who you can tell play a vital role in the, the <laughs> who play. No, that's okay. Um, Strong I'll, opinions I'll... on the captaincy from your dog. That's <laughs> a cheer. Like, it's like, yep, agree, yeah. right? I do. Yeah, I, I do. I think, and I mean, Marcus's brother, Nick, is an amazing captain yeah. in Columbus. Mm -hmm. I remember speaking with him after a game. I was like, it's like a Felino trait. Like, you guys yeah. are just so well-spoken. <laughs> and I mean, again, you're they they let their emotions kind of speak for it too. And it's, I love it. I mean, that's what I want. I want that raw. I want that, you know, insight look rather than, you know, a somebody saying, Oh, we're contenders. We're a good team, blah, blah. You know, the, the right. lip service that we tend to get. And again, that's, that's not to be disrespectful to them because what are they supposed to say? Right. I mean, we right. can laugh about Ryan Suter's comment, right. but what's suits supposed to say? No, we suck. I don't want to do it. Like, you're not yeah. going to do that. That's not good right. for morale. Um, but I do, I think it would be nice to get just some freshness in there and, well, and, and some different vibes. Think about a guy like Marcus Foligno. Again, let me just continue to pump his tires here because I love him <laughs> so much. But I mean, when you watch him in a hockey game and watching him from the press box, watching him on TV, that guy never stops talking. He is always either chirping somebody, he's cheering on his teammates, he's yelling across the benches, he's, you know, getting yeah. people hyped up after a fight. I mean, that guy has so much energy and I think that is what makes a person a great captain. I don't necessarily think you need to be the most talented player on the team. You don't need to be the most veteran player on the team. You just have to be a good leader and you have to have a lot of energy. And I think there's plenty of options on the wild that that fit that bill. Um, and I think maybe you make that change. And I do think you would see some big changes in the overall way that the team responds to things. And um, I think that they would really uh, be beneficial in the long run to make some of those changes. That's um, funny. You talked about how he doesn't ever stop talking. That's why it <laughs> always bothers me when they do the mic'd up bits with, with yeah. Felino, but then they edit it way down. So it's always just like a Hey there, good job, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> Give me the uncut version. Yeah. You know, I want the like, uncut version. Yeah, I want to hear all of it. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you mentioned how there's there's the dads and then you have the young guys. That's going to be every locker room in professional sports, though. There's always going to be veterans and they're always going to mm -hmm. be rookies. Mm -hmm. And then there's you have the in-betweeners. I mean, so is it who do you, whose job do you think it is then to bring the room together to be more integrated like that um in a sense that you know nobody there's no like um split in the room like we we kind of heard even back when Mike Yo got fired it was kind of like it came out like there was this there was the veteran click and then there was the young guy click and there really was no in between 
I mean, is that the captain that's supposed to do that? Or is that a, is that a coaching staff? Is that a GM to just like say, look, you guys figure this out or I'm not keeping you around. So who do you think that responsibility lies with? I'm going to say this cautiously, but I will say it because I, I do have feelings on it. Um, you know, it's the captain's job. That responsibility is 100% on a yeah. captain to, I, in, my, in my opinion, you know, I, I look at a guy like Sidney Crosby, right? Yep. And you have a kid like Jake Gensel who walks into the room and the first thing, you know, Crosby goes over and, and reaches out to him and makes him feel comfortable, right? I mean, not only <clears throat> is he the greatest hockey player in the in the world, right? But right. so there's those fears there. And and not to say that Miko doesn't do that. Again, I think he is a, a quiet leader. He's a very behind closed doors leader, right? So I don't get to see that necessarily as much as I would like. Mm-hmm. But I just think that Miko doesn't necessarily engage like that either you know he is a much more reserved person he's very very finished through and through and i mean i think if he were able to to close the gap between these clicks because i think they're that clickiness still does exist a little bit um not you know not as much maybe but you didn't have you know charlie coyle was a guy that could bring people together right and nino nina Ryder brought some people together well mm-hmm. with those guys gone it seemed that it did kind of drift again um okay. a little bit and, and and you know but alex salock is another guy though that stepped up and he's a guy that brings the room together for sure and he's not wearing a letter so not to say that it's solely miko's job or zach's job or, or Suter's job but i do think the captains should be leaders in that respect too. Um, you know, otherwise you sure. will have guys like Al or Marcus stepping up and trying to fill that role. All right. We're talking I... about clicks with the wild. And uh, the, the one question I have is who are the goth kids on the wild? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh that's a good Luke Cunning. Luke, Luke Cunning is like a punk energy? rocker though. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, he, so Luke Cunning's the, uh, he's the punk. Um, yeah. If Marco Scandella was on the scene, he'd definitely be the pretty boy. <laughs> and easy. Oh, oh, I miss him, Marco. I miss him. Oh, yes. Um, Me too. <laughs> uh, so as we kind of start to get low on time here, I want to transition going forward here. Do you both pay attention to the draft? Do you work on kind of the lead up to it at all? Or do you not really care? You just kind of report on who's ever picked. I have definitely been criticized for my lack of prospect knowledge one of my buddies actually he was like i'm super disappointed in you and your lack of knowledge about anything um because admittedly i just i don't have the bandwidth necessarily like i you know i've got my fingers in so much hockey 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 all the time um so as far as work it's pretty limited obviously watching it i'm very curious to see who they can get at nine or if they Mm -hmm. are able to trade up at all or do anything um you know and and i'm assuming that pittsburgh holds on to their their pick they have a week to make the, oh did they announce that already yeah they announced yeah. that uh yesterday i'll see this is don't pay attention that's what i do <laughs> uh, but uh make sure this gets cut right no <laughs> um yeah so i think it it'll be fun to watch i just i'm not as delved and dialed into it as i probably should be I get bullied by my own dad for not paying enough attention to prospects, if that says anything about my knowledge. So anytime we like bring it up, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really follow along. I, I want to watch the guys who are on the team and, and all that stuff. He's like, you should really like pay more attention to it, like in case you need to talk about it on podcasts and whatnot. I'm just like, to Jesse's point, it's so much. It's like, how much room do I have in my brain? Not enough for prospects. Like, I need to keep up with what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do follow along with the draft. I watch the draft. I, you know, I, I like to 
watch like NHL Network and all that during the draft and kind of get background info on on the guys who are being drafted and stuff like that. But I'm not like one of those like super big like draft freaks where I'm like doing all this research beforehand and like who's the best pick and should the Wild trade up? Should the Wild trade down? Like should I be disappointed in, in what they who they picked and who they didn't? Um, so for more than anything, it's just kind of like a little fun off season activity. It's not anything I invest too much energy into. Um, and obviously like, you know, the big names get talked about. It's like, Oh, this guy's coming up and might be a superstar. And, and you, mm-hmm. you hear more once the drafts are, are the, the picks are made kind of like, you know, who won and who lost and, and all of that. So I will yeah. say if you are a USA hockey or a Minnesota hockey player, I will know your name and I will be able to give you a report <laughs> other than that. I mean, just per my relationship with them. Yeah. But other than that, I, that's about all I got. <laughs> Everyone's so demanding. Jeez, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to. You have to. You have to do your podcast. You have to write your articles, and you have to tell me who the prospects are. Yeah, right. I'm like, sorry, like, it's, it's you get so one. Much. Pick one. Right. All right. right. I'm sorry. I'm going to be demanding right now. I'm going to ask. Let's see your cards right now. Opening night, 2021 in um. February? <laughs> Whatever opening night is. Who is in net for the Minnesota Wild? Jesse, I'll let you go first. Capo Kakinen. Really? Okay. I also think Capo Kakinen, and I think Al is his backup. I don't think okay. that the Wilds, as sad as it makes me, I don't think Dubnik is on this team come next season. Um, and I don't think they are going to put Al as the starting goaltender. I think he's proven that he, at the very least, deserves a backup goaltending role and, if needed, can step into that starting position. Um, but I do think that we've seen enough from Capo Kakinen to know that he's a good goaltender. Obviously, that transition from AHL to NHL can be tough at the goaltending position. Um, um, and it can be a flash in the pan sometimes. Um, but we did see him in some NHL action in this last season, and he performed well when he was here. He obviously was the goaltender of the year in the AHL, so he played about as good as he could in the AHL. Um, so I do. I agree with Jesse. I think that Kakinen is the starting goaltender. I think Alice is backup, and I think Doobie is no longer on this team come next season. Right. Like, I am so excited to see what Capo yeah. can, can bring. I, I, I'm excited about that prospect. I don't know... I'm I'm really torn on the Dubnik situation too. I mean, he's only got a year. He's cheap, um, you know. But he had he had a tough tough season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my one other, I said Capo so quickly, but obviously when I start to think about it more and more, maybe he stays in the A one more year, and that's why you would keep a Devin Dubnik, right? Finish out his contract there. Um, but I don't. I just I want to see Capo. Give me Capo. Like I want to see it. I want to. <laughs> I want to have faith in in a goalie and I want to have faith that they can figure it out. Otherwise, I mean, I would not be surprised if uh, Bill Guerin has been chatting with uh, Mr. Rutherford in Pittsburgh about goaltending situations there. I was going to say, neither of you are even looking outside the organization. Yeah, because I just I don't see it happening. I don't know. I think I think that Bill Guerin is going to shop around, and I'm sure he's making phone calls and having conversations. But I just really think that they're going to stick with some of the options they have. Um, I don't know. I I think that it would be really fun to see Kakinen play, um, and I do think that the whole Doobie option of like just finish his contract, I don't think that would be the worst thing either, because I don't think Doobie has passed his prime. I've said this before. Um, I think that he's had a tough season. He's he's been down some tough stretches here, but I don't think he's he's done. I think he still has it in him to play at a very high level. I put a poll out on Twitter like two or three days ago um, asking people, because I was really curious what other people thought, because we've talked about this on our podcast 
podcast before and we kind of have very strong opinions on it. I'm like, I wonder what like just the basic fan thinks. So I put on Twitter a poll and the options were for the goalie situation to either start Al, start Capo or one of the other young guys um, like Rob Robson or somebody um, start Doobie or buy out Doobie and, and start somebody and maybe like pick some guy up. Um, and the, there was like 400 votes and the wow. highest percentage was to start Capo. And that really surprised me. I did not think that many people were going to be on that boat. I thought people were either going to say to start Al or buy out Doobie. Um, and the highest percentage was to start Capo. So that, hmm. that really surprised me, but I, I agree with the take and Jesse agrees with it too. So I think it would be really fun to see what he can do. The hype's real. Yeah. Sign me up. So what's your plans now for the off season now that we are officially into the off season? Are, are, are you, I mean, it's going to be getting into fall and basically schools kind of getting going here. And uh, I mean, not that Alexis, you have anybody to worry about school at this point, but um, and yeah, I'm, I don't know I'm about, 14. I'm just starting my sophomore year. Yeah, of high school. I'm really excited. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's a different time for the off season. I mean, do you have any, plans are you going to spend uh some as much as you can maybe uh at the lake or anything like that what, what's what's the off-season plans like you mean off-season part two we already were yeah, in the right. off-season yeah. and yeah, then right. we took a, a respite from the off-season and now we're back into it um i'm moving into my own apartment in two weeks so i have been very busy with apartment uh like furniture shopping and kind of getting all of that settled and organized um so i'll have that going on obviously we've got the bar down beauties podcast to keep us mm-hmm. busy in the meantime um and then my waitressing job that i love so dearly um i will just <laughs> continuously do that uh, for as long as i need to until hockey starts again for me, it's about uh, keeping hockey relevant throughout uh, sure. this little break. Um, obviously, we're preparing with USA Hockey and Minnesota Hockey for the season to resume normal as as uh, we all hope and, and mm-hmm. we'll see that work out. So getting things ready for that, um, publications and obviously Bar on Beauty stuff and then just waiting until some news breaks with uh with the wild during any off-season action so i could do a little bit more dot-com stuff just twiddling our thumbs for the next few months basically. yeah you know and I... but the fun stuff i will go to the lake i'm a basic fall girl too so you'll see me at pumpkin patches i'll pumpkins. be out there taking pictures with the leaves like i'll do all that stuff too are we are we all pumpkin spice lovers here because uh, i'm excited I... for pumpkin spice season I don't like pumpkin spice. I wish I did though. I'm like mad that I don't. I just I've tried it and it's not for me. I, I like, like pumpkin, but no. yeah. yeah, me too, no. Jesse. No, I do not like pumpkin one bit. Oh, so. I'm on an island here. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I heard Tony. Basic fall girl. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm super excited to have an ally of pumpkin spice. <laughs> yeah, More pumpkin spice lattes for you. <laughs> I, I suppose. Uh, I suppose. You know what I really, really have like been thinking about doing, and I don't know if COVID is even going to allow it, but it's like I just want like one meetup with like everyone at like a Roseville outdoor rink or something, just play hockey or something. Yeah, that, that's you know? actually like, that's illegal now, Joe. You can't hang out with your friends. I anymore. know you can. <laughs> you can't have friends anymore. Stupid twenty twenty. <laughs> pandemic gets worse you won't even be able to watch friends am i right oh, what, a great oh. Joke by me. what a great joke oh tony but that's what i want to do i just i want to go out and play like a pickup hockey game i mean and... i'm in that would be fun we have talked about it a couple um yeah. other media members have have always talked about doing something and like getting the ice at mariucci or something like that Ooh, and just going game. to play there yeah yeah 
Um, so if, if, if it comes to fruition, you're in. We'll call your name. We're hey, I, also, I suggested to Jesse and Fred that we start a like beer league knee hockey. And they were like, we're too old to play knee hockey that consistently. And I was like, well, that's lame because I want to play knee hockey. So hey, I mean, I'm just down for straight up floor hockey. too. I will say yes. my claim to fame here is I was the best floor hockey goalie in my Ooh. high school I attended there. So. Wow. Oh, look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, geez, I don't want to play floor hockey with you if you're just going to stop every well, shot. Well, if you're on, on the get team. It, get them yeah, on the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I draft you first overall? I just, yeah. I, what, what I did is I just secured myself to be picked early then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is his player report go. card for sure. <laughs> wow, I, I now know enough about prospects. Early. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, no, I, I loved playing floor hockey cause I loved playing hockey too. But, uh, I, I also knew, um, somebody that worked at the community center in Shakopee. So we always did like from 10 PM to like two in the morning after I get done with work, close it down and head over to the rink and just play when nobody was supposed to be on the ice. It was so fantastic. Close her <laughs> down and head to the rink. Truer words have never been spoken in Minnesota. Absolutely. Well, I do appreciate you guys coming on and helping us out uh, all season long. You guys have been just the best. It's been, uh, I mean, Tony, when he's editing, he's always like, I, I know I, did, I, I, I say this a bunch of times, but they are really just like the pro is pro. They're just the, 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 the top of the, the key on the, for, for guests, because uh, Aww, Tony. there just isn't a whole lot of editing you need to do at all. <laughs> Except for when, when Tony or I screw up. So, um, but yeah, so really appreciate you helping us out this year and we'll definitely stay in touch as we move into the off season. And I know Tony and I, we, we do get into the draft and like to try to break down prospects. And um, I know we've tried to have draft parties in the past and I don't know if that'll even be allowed. We had one successful one, but yeah, this year I'm not liking our chances. <laughs> yeah, one successful one that was actually just a blast, but yeah. Uh, um, but you know it was well, always too, in we've july had smaller ones that have worked out but yeah, yeah but but they're in july and nobody wants to hang out in july and i'm thinking hey <laughs> it's in october nobody's really doing anything in october except for pumpkin patches and bonfires <laughs> i like it i like it and pumpkin so, spice lattes for tony <laughs> if uh, if covid and the whole pandemic in 2020 allows maybe we'll try to try to put something together again um and maybe have some event space or something i don't know for sure but uh, that's always fun to do too so um Definitely pay attention to uh, 10krinks.com and Locked On Wild for more on that. Um, before we go, Alexis and Jesse, um, I know you've got Bar Down Beauties, but do you have anything else officially you want to plug? Give us a listen on the Buttes. Go check out our Teespring merchandise store. We've got some fun uh fun things i've stopped chirping duluth ever since our one star review so uh, <laughs> you can certainly still relive that at our teespring store but otherwise uh no you guys are awesome we appreciate you having us on yeah listen to the buttes i uh i second that and uh and check us out on there lots of fun stuff we'll still be recording here in the off season like i said we it's basically been the off season already so nothing we haven't been through before um but yeah now that there's nothing else going on for me in my life except for waitressing and bar down beauties that's the only <laughs> thing i have to plug right now <laughs> And poshling bottles of wine off another podcast. <laughs> you know, just just basic things. Yeah. I, I like how Ben Hankinson is trying to petition for uh, for Big Buff to come to uh, Minnesota. He really wants him to call him back. That's like that was the, that was the drama. It's like Dustin Bufflin, if you're listening, please call Ben Hankinson. He is trying to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> All right. Well, appreciate it again. Um, Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Oh Hi Tony. You can find my work at 10krinks.com. Pew, pew, pew. Yep. And uh, make sure you like 10krinks.com on Facebook. Just go to 10K Rinks, as well as follow our Twitter at 10K Rinks MN. Uh, that's where we'll be tweeting out podcasts and articles and all that kind of stuff all off season long. And also, you can follow me individually on Twitter at JoeBoo15. That's going to do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us get found and discovered by other wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at LockedOnWild. You can get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day.